The Matt, Jack, and Jim Big Football Show. Every Sunday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. With your host, Mac McGrath. Jack Hirsch. And two-time Super Bowl champion, Dallas Cowboy Jim Jeffcoat. With our weekly guests, Patriots and college football expert, Keith Angle. Our big story breaker, Robert Butler. And Jamie, Jamie Pags, the Philly sports guy, with your Eagles updates. We'll be covering the NFC East, New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys, and Philadelphia Eagles. We'll be covering the New York Jets, the New England Patriots, and college football. We'll be covering all your teams in the NFL. Bring your comments, your thoughts, and opinions to the Big Football Show. <laughs> well, Matt, 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 I mean, uh, you don't want me. I used to be a teacher. You don't want a grade on that intro, I don't think. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Let's have oh a it. It needs some work. It needs some work. It is what it is. It is what it is. It needs, it needs a lot of work. Oh, my no, goodness. Man. Oh, man. Well, this is the Jim, Jack, and Max show today. So. We're gonna run it. I got the mute button and everything. So if something said that I don't like, I'm muting everybody. <laughs> but hey, I got some questions for you. Obviously, you two went to the um, Jets and Giants game last night, and I like to hear your. Um, uh, are the Giants and the Jets ready for the season? I want to hear your views and your opinions. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, let me, I'll go first, Jack. I, I don't think they're ready, ready. I mean, they're as ready as they're going to be, right? Um, I was disappointed. I ain't going to lie. I wanted to see Daniel Jones and some of the starters play, especially with Aaron Rodgers playing. I want to see how they matched up against Aaron Rodgers. And that I, that's one of the, the, the reasons I was excited about going. But as we, we were talking before the show, Brian DeBall is kind of an old school coach. He, he doesn't play all his starters. Oh, he didn't play any in the last preseason game. So, um, you know, I, it was good to see there were some some players that were given a long look. James Robinson, the running back, uh, they gave him like almost two quarters to play. Ran pretty well. Um, I, I I think there's a couple players, starters, former starters that are on the bubble. I think uh, Darnay Holmes, I think he's on the bubble this year. I think uh, Shepard's on the bubble this year, you know, because wow. – uh, they really they don't play special teams. Darnay had had some problems last year in coverage, and I think you know he's been there for a while, and he was even working out, Jim, before the before everybody else got out there. He went out and was working with a coach, so I think they were. I don't know. There's something up with him. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. That's Not interesting. Sure. I played with Darnay's dad in yeah. Buffalo. Derek. Yeah, his dad was a running back, uh, and he was a good player. Actually, he yes. was a really good player so yeah he was 
Uh, the th- and the third string quarterback, the guy, the kid from um, Devito from uh, USFL, played pretty well. He played he played better than Tyrod Taylor. So I mean, wow. that was that was pretty interesting. Tyrod Taylor didn't play that much, but the kid is okay. I mean, he's not great, but he's a, he, he would be a good backup quarterback. Well, he threw a pick six. It's all relative to who you're playing against. Let's be honest. Right. You know, if you're playing yeah. against the defense. You know, third stringers, a lot of them who haven't played much together, you, you're more, a lot more likely to shine. It's so much different than if you go against someone's first. Agree. 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 So, good yeah, morning, Keith. Good morning, good morning Keith. Morning, Got a question okay. for you, sir. Oh, and you probably things. have the answer. Are the New England Patriots ready for the season? Uh, the offensive line is still a work in progress. Probably the biggest, I would say, uh, concern as we get ready to start this season. Uh, a lot of injuries and a lot of inconsistent play. So it's going to be interesting to see what shakes out. They got some, there's some tough decisions to make as they cut down to 53, too. Uh, we didn't think wide receiver would be one place they'd have trouble cutting guys, but they're a little deeper there. Maybe not, you know, great quality, but, but good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the defensive backfield, there's a plethora of guys too. They already cut a veteran yesterday in, in uh, Davis, but they got a lot of off uh, defensive linemen as well. So, I, no, I, that's my biggest problem, uh, Jim. Is the offensive line does has not looked good the entire preseason, and that's the biggest concern I have. Mm-hmm. But they um, good morning. First of all, good morning, Rick. But um, they've had issues in the past, and I know they had Tom Brady, but they've won. Yeah, with uh, issues in the offensive line. Yeah, there was a lot of years where that offensive line was not very good. But it's a different story when you got a guy like Brady. And again, you know, I, mean, I, I do like Mac Jones, but he's not Tom Brady or close to it. So that makes a question. And I agree with you there. Big difference. He did. He made up for a lot of a lot of uh, issues they had certain seasons on that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Keith, I, 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 you know, I was really all day. I was gone. Uh, with the you know meeting Jack and at the Jet Giant game, um, and, and Doc it was great. It was great to see these guys. But, you guys didn't get arrested or anything. Well, no, way, I just have to make I just have to make a quick comment. I mean, I'm the Giant personnel. I mean, the workers there, not the players, are very nice, very polite, very helpful. So it's not a knock on the Giant staff, the people who they hire to work the stadium. But you get to the parking lot. I pull into the parking lot. It shouldn't take me 20 minutes to pull into a spot. All these giant fans were tailgating. They're taking up three spots. Every group is taking up all the spots. They're putting their chairs, their barbecue. I just want to pull my darn car into a spot. I can't be all over. Thankfully, there was a Jet fan amongst the group. He moved his chair and he helped out because he saw I had on a Jet shirt and cap. So, you know, he helped out. But the Giant fans, the greed of taking up all these spots, tailgating. The Giant tailgaters are definitely a menace. Jack Jack with his <laughs> analyst of the pregame. Uh, you know, the, the parking situation. I shouldn't take close to a half hour once I'm in the lot to park you know, so my car. Listen, I have to listen, keep going the, around. For the amount of money it costs me to go to a game and park, I'll take up as many parking spots as I want to tailgate. Let me tell you. Uh, listen, listen to Keith. There, there goes Keith uh, with his, his, his follow-up. <laughs> you know, the thing 
<laughs> the thing that 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 I heard, and I, tell me if I'm wrong, Keith, was that New England was running the ball a lot. They did. They uh, he only completed eight passes the whole game. I think they threw eighteen. They weren't very effective uh, throwing the ball. They they only ran. They only had thirty six offensive plays in this game. They ran them all eighteen times. That's it. Wow. So uh, they did not. There were a lot of three and outs. The offense was not very good, but it was a. It was mostly the backups. Nobody really played Mac Jones. Yeah, because uh, Ezekiel Elliott didn't play. No, Pierre Strong got the most Pierce, carries. Uh, yeah, and he was eight. He had eight carries for thirty-one yeah. yards. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't. I guess the high spot of this uh, <laughs> this game for the Patriots was the punter. Their rookie punter had a really good game, so that's never a good sign. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, Tennessee got after him pretty good, twenty-three to seven. Yeah, yeah, it was it was not a pretty. It wasn't a pretty game to well, watch. Well, but it's just like um, we were talking about before the show. It's preseason, so yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm not overly concerned. I mean, again, starting with the Eagles is you know doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. I tell you where I would be um, concerned: the Rams and the Broncos played, and the Ram, uh, Broncos won forty-one to nothing. That would be those games you worry about. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, you know, you know, go ahead. You know, Keith, I was, I was talking, I said the ball, you know, before, you know, before you come on the ball, the ball is old, uh, like old school coach. He's not going to play his starters the last game. He's going to evaluate what he's got, make some cuts. Um, you know, it, it was a second, the second before the preseason that he started for a while. I, I don't know. It was it, I was disappointed because I didn't see who I wanted to come see. But uh, that's that's preseason. Yeah, and I think he, he, I saw an interview with him before the game, and he. I mean, I don't know that a single starter played in that game for the Giants. So that's I can't, how exciting can I get for the Jets with Aaron Rodgers look good right through a great uh, touchdown pass. Um, yeah, yeah, one of their scores, but how much did he put into it? Interference. Yeah. That's how we got down there. That was a terrible call. Um, Jackie I'm not, I'm was talking about the touchdown pass. Hey, first of all, I gotta always acknowledge P, uh, Pickles because he yes. is my New Jersey brother. So I gotta always yes. acknowledge him. So Jack's gotta become a Tennessee Titan fan if he's worried about parking, is what he's saying. No, no, you're talking about quarterbacks. Uh, you know, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Actually, Tim Boyle looks better than Zach Wilson. I wish they'd open things up to Jets for Zach Wilson. It's like they're, they're still trying to build his confidence. He's in his third year. I think he's not well. It gets to a point either you have it or you don't. And I, yeah. I just don't know. If Aaron Rodgers goes down, I can't say I have complete confidence. In Let Zach me ask Wilson. you this question um, for all you guys. Obviously, we saw what happened with the 49ers last year when they lost Brock Purdy and they had no quarterbacks. Do you think teams, that's why teams are looking at keeping their third quarterback? Because normally they used to keep two. Yeah, I I, I do. I mean, that's one of the big, we talked about the Patriots themselves and tough decisions they have to make. They're trying to make a decision on Malik Cunningham and what to do there because yeah. uh, they're afraid if they don't keep him on the 53-man roster, they won't be able to get him back on the practice squad. So, uh, And they badly want him to do that. So it's it's it, yes, I think teams are going to have to do this the way the NFL is today, um, and the way quarterbacks drop. Um, I think that uh, a lot of teams are going to look to do that. Hmm. But, you can, but you can also carry an emergency. If you look around the league at the backups. The majority have been starters at one point or another throughout their career. They've been another team's number one quarterback. Yeah, except for Cooper Rush was never a 
number one quarterback. Well, he was uh, yeah, he, he, correct. Yeah. he was never um, a, a guy that was a starter for another team. Well, and they're they, definitely going to keep quarterbacks, right? They have no choice but to keep three quarterbacks now, the Cowboys. They have to, right? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Trail, trail yeah, but look, even the other three teams, Marcus Mariota, Tyrod Taylor, and Jacoby Brissett were all given the starting quarterback, you know, Josh elsewhere in the past. But I, I, I don't know if Mariota's going to make it. They did guarantee him $5 million, though. I know. He's I know Pax ain't too happy with him. I know that. Uh, but, you know, again, it's preseason. He's working with third stringers, second stringers. I mean, when he gets out there and he's throwing he's throwing Listen. to the first string wide receivers, I mean, it might yeah, be a little bit. You guys, different. and Keith, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but um, he walked off on a team. Man. Like, I was just going to say that. I mean, I wouldn't have signed him in the beginning. He walked off exactly. his team. Once he lost his job, he walked away, said, my knee hurts, I'm going home. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he got hurt supposedly. You know, supposedly hurt. Again, that was yes, he had some issues. He could have stayed with his team and worked on his injury like everybody else does, but he walked away, took his ball, and went home. And I don't want that guy on my team. Keith, got a couple questions on you uh college football, because I know that you talked sure. about uh first USC against San Jose State. They won 56 to 28. <laughs> uh I think USC has the same problems. They're all offense. They're all offense and no defense. Yeah. And then I saw, I saw the same thing I saw last year, last night. San Jose, exactly. good team in the Mountain West. This is not a good team that even be, ought to be on the field with USC. And they kept them in the game for a lot of the, a lot of the game. I mean, I, look, they weren't going to win the game. We knew that. But yes. they moved the ball up and down the field. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And then my next question to you is Notre Dame. Are we underrating Notre Dame? And I know they were just playing Navy. Yeah. Um, I like Notre Dame this year a lot. I've said that a couple of times. Yes, you have. Because um, I like Sam Hartman. He's a really good quarterback. Freeman um, has brought in some better uh, receivers who can go down the field a little bit, stretch the field a little bit. I think you saw that yesterday. Again, I get it's Navy. Uh, but Navy often plays this team tough. They played them really well last year in the second half, especially. Uh, they outscored them in the second half. Um, so – Again, we got to wait till they see somebody good, but it's possible. We'll see him play Ohio State pretty soon. It's only a few yeah. weeks. Away, the so. thing that I notice is how well Notre Dame has done with the running game. Yeah. yeah. They have a really good running game. Yeah. I like to see him in the defense. The defense is pretty good, too. That's another thing. So, yeah, again, really we only good. saw him against Navy, but it's real football. At least it counts. These kids want to win. So, And it was in Ireland, and you saw what happened in Ireland last year with yeah. Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I think I think they could make a run. Yes. So, so Keith, that's I mean, the Ohio State game I think is going to show us something about Notre Dame if they if they can keep tight with Ohio State, which I think is going to have a really good team this year again. If they can they stay tight or beat Ohio State, now I will I'll start saying yeah, Notre Dame's for real. But yeah, uh, and go ahead. Yeah. And all I was going to say was the top teams right now in the NCAA football: Alabama, Georgia. And um, Ohio State are breaking in new quarterback. So that's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Alabama might be overrated, at, even at four. And this is the first time, interestingly enough, it's the first time since, I believe, 2005, I want to say, that Alabama has been ranked out of the top three uh, to mm -hmm. start the season. So 
they've got some issues at wide receiver as well as quarterback uh, at Alabama. They had them last year. So we'll see if that continues. Listen, Notre Dame, if Notre Dame beats Ohio State, which is a, not going to be easy, um, they got a quarterback issue as well. We'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they got a ton of talent on wide, wide receiver and whatnot. Um, if they beat Ohio State, this team is definitely going to be in the, the hunt for that top four college playoff for sure. And then they got USC later in the year. Yes. <clears throat> so, I mean, so back with back with the Patriots, Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your running game is going to be good. I think your defense is going to be good. The biggest question is your quarterback. And until until that's solved, that's why I'm so worried about the Patriots this year. It's not that it's not that they're they're not gonna play team type stuff. You got a great coaching staff over there at New England. And and maybe you control the ball. Maybe it's old style football versus new style. I'm a little worried about the quarterback situation. I mean, Zappy doesn't look good. Mac Jones, we'll see what happens. Uh and you know, Cunningham, as you said, I you know, he won't last. They got they they've got to sign him to something. I don't know what it is. They got to I imagine they did sign him to something, but if you put him out there on waivers, he's gone. And that's that's the, the biggest thing that teams are gonna deal with this year is the waiver situation. This is the next part of this whole cycle. You know, yeah, so you're, you'll see a lot right. of moves for sure. And as far as the quarterback situation, you're absolutely right. The problem is the quarterback situation is compounded and directly affected by this what this offensive line situation. Right. So right. He could play okay and really look bad because the offensive line is bad. So they need to step it up and get healthy, and they yeah. have played as a real unit. I mean, Michael uh, – uh, I'll say his name wrong. And Anyway, I'm probably saying his name wrong. He's back, which will help them a little bit. Um, but they got to play good as a unit. But and- I also think um, Bill O'Brien is holding things back. He's hiding stuff, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a Patriot. Everybody does it, right? Nobody gives away. Yeah, the yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. we don't really know, and you guys have talked about it in exhibition season, what these teams are, how they're going to attack you until the first game. We're going to find out how good or bad that offensive line is in week one because uh, the Eagles throw a lot of guys at you. So I mean, you're talking about one of the best defensive lines. What's but the it's new done. defensive coordinator is not uh, big on blitzing. You know what? The new guy, yeah. yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Of all the teams in the NFL, is week one maybe the most important to the Patriots in this sense? If the Eagles blow them out game one, there's going to be a major reaction in New England. It's not just going to be considered a blip, a bad game. I mean, the Jets could technically, for example, get blown out by the Bills, and they'll reset for week two. Yeah. But there'll be mass panic in New England should Belichick go. <clears throat> is Mac Jones the right guy for the job? I mean, I'm just saying public perception. But that's everywhere. No, but more so, more so in New England. I don't think New England I, I can afford a disastrous game in week one. And the potential is there for such a thing happening because they're playing the Eagles. I'm torn. I mean, part of me wants to agree with you, Jack, and part of me doesn't because it's a long season. And, you know, we know September is going to be a rough go for the Patriots. They got a really tough schedule out of the gate, Um, starting with the first game, as we said. And I don't know if a blowout ends their season. Sometimes those games, listen, they've looked really bad over the years in a lot of games and rebounded and looked. We thought, again, Tom Brady was there when these things happened. I get it. But 
there's a lot of times we wrote off the Patriots. Well, not we. Other people wrote off the Patriots. I remember the Bengals, or I'm sorry, Kansas City, on the Cincinnati. If you remember that? That's, Brady was done. Garoppolo's going to be the quarterback. They got killed. That was early in the season, and they still just said on to Cincinnati. And we. You mentioned the Bengals. The Bengals, we talk about them and how Joe Burrows, well, they came to Dallas, and they got beat in Dallas, but as the season progressed, they got better. It is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Again, remember. I'm not saying losing even by a couple of touchdowns. I mean like a blowout, a 41-3 to three game. Where I don't foresee it being a blowout. I don't either. I think they'll find a way to keep it close. If they I, you're looking, they could win the game. It's the NFL. Anybody can win these games. But uh, uh, if they keep this close and they're competitive and they don't look really bad in any phase of the game, I don't think there'll be any kickback. If it's as bad as you say, Jack, I may overreact. I don't know if everybody else will. So. <laughs> yeah. But also you got to look at it too, is that they're still, we don't want to say it, they're still in preseason because they haven't played a lot of this. Well, we say it all the time, right, Jim? That you know, September is an extension of preseason because we don't hit, and, and you know, geez. Exactly. exactly. Well, it's historically, Keith, if I remember correctly, the Patriots are slow starters anyway. They really yeah. don't go out and they don't, you know, go five and zero or anything like that. That one magical year, uh, way back when. But they really don't do that. They're a slow starting team for the most part. A lot of years, uh, this team has started uh, two and four, even and, and and rebounded, made the playoffs, made Super Bowls. Two years ago, uh, when Mac Jones' uh, rookie season, they were two and four and they rebounded to make the playoffs. So, That's right. That's um, right. So yeah, I wouldn't panic. And Pickles is right. Belichick is probably one of the the best adjustment because then he gets all his videos and stuff, and then he knows what everybody's doing. The teams get better. You know, even last year, this team and Mac Jones was bad. We know Mac Jones played pretty Mac Jones played much better. He didn't play great, but he played pretty decent football yeah. uh, the second half of last season. They got much yeah. better as a team. They lost a couple of heartbreakers, which cost them the playoffs. And, and also you got but people don't realize the Bill O'Brien factor. I know they're struggling in the offensive line, but O'Brien is gonna help Mac Jones. Yes. He's gonna help him tremendously. Agreed. Agreed. And I, I, I do think this team will be better. And I look at, I think they'll make the playoffs because I think he's worked two wins. So if there's just as good as they were last year and I add Bill O'Brien, I add two wins to the, to the total. I'm Let me ask you this. Uh, what games are you looking at that are going to be the games that are going to be the most exciting for your teams? I know Mac is probably either Dallas or Philadelphia. Listen, I think, well, first we played Dallas again. We played a great game with Dallas two years ago. I was on a cruise ship, and it was an ugly night for me. My wife was very angry with me that evening. Um, and actually, we had the same exact scenario this year. We played Dallas the date we leave on a cruise. So I hope that we don't repeat that situation. I might be coming back alone, or she might be coming back alone. <laughs> but I think all, I'm excited about all the games in the division because everybody's yeah. – yeah. Pretty good. I mean, the Jet right. game obviously are going to have a much different feel than they've had in a while with Rodgers there and, and the rest of that team uh, getting improved. Uh, Buffalo's always been a good – Wait, 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 James. When was the last time Belichick coached against Aaron Rodgers? It had to be quite a while ago. I can't remember. I don't, remember. I don't think so. Last, don't last year. Last year. Yeah. Last oh, year. Last, Bill, yeah. okay. That's when Mac yeah. fell in love with Bailey Zappi. Was it during the Green Bay? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. 
I, I, you know, again, uh, Keith, the biggest worry, as you said, and and I was, I've kind of been following the Patriots because they're from around here. Is the offensive line? If your offensive line ain't playing, absolutely, well, that's the biggest. I don't care who the quarterback and running backs are, and and you, you win in the front line. That's that's the basic thing of football. The only you know? thing, the only team I can think of in recent history, and, and other than the Patriots, we talked about them uh, throughout their dynasty. They had some bad years, but the only recent team, the Bengals, have really Thank not through their offensive line. They've been yeah. able to get away with it, and Burrow's getting gets killed during some games. That's true. Um, but they've been able to, to overcome it and be very competitive and get to a Super Bowl. So and Buffalo has offensive line issues. So yeah, there. yeah, that's the truth on that. But the Bengals' talent level is a bit above the Patriots at this yeah. point, obviously. A little so, bit, yeah. just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Burrow might be a little better than Mac Jones. Right? A little better, Jamar just Chase. Just a little Higgins. bit. <laughs> Jamar, yeah. Jamar Chase and Higgins are a little bit better than no, wide receiver. Nobody's com- comparing yeah. Chase to uh, Devontae Parker. I miss those comparisons. No, I guess. Not yet. Not yet. You know, <laughs> it's, it's speaking about the AFC East, and uh, you guys are going to be shocked. And I've watched them because everybody's talking about it. It's Miami. It wouldn't shock me if Miami is not as good as people think. And they do have talent. I'm not questioning their talent. There's something about them that's missing. Yeah, I think their coach is a little goofy, to be he honest. Goofy. I think he's a little goofy, um, which is one thing. You got the Tua situation hanging over your head because any play, is he going to go out? We don't know. Um, so, yes, if there's a team that I could see really underperforming, it might be the Dolphins. And they are. See, I, don't, I don't see it being the Buffalo Bills as the team that would underperform in the AFC. I guess. Yeah. One reason I don't say the Bills, Jack, is because of their receiving core. They have that tight end's pretty good, and they have some receivers, and they have a running game. I think Cook will step up this year in the second yeah. year, play much better. Yeah. I agree yeah. too. Stephon Diggs's attitude bad. Josh Allen is probably going to overcome. Everybody it. says that, but and when the game is played, Diggs plays hard in game. Yeah, yeah. They get, and that's receivers. But he demands the They do that. They want the ball every single play. The but great with him, he commands too much power on that team. That's a difference. I disagree because I've been around the great receivers, the Andre Reeds, the Drew Pearsons, the Hall of Famers, Michael Irvin. They thought they were open every single time. Yeah. <laughs> but you had coaches who would control them. Jimmy Johnson could control Michael Irvin. That doesn't mean he's Paul not going to go to um, That doesn't mean he's, he's not going to go to the sideline and complain about him. I mean, that's just their personalities. The great it's up, one. It's up to the quarterback to control that a little bit, too. And I think yeah, they right. got a strong a personality at quarterback. I think yeah. he can keep that under wraps as well. I agree. Yeah. You know, I, I disagree with you all. I think Miami's a Super Bowl can. Tender, I really do. I think they got, got a good best, defense. That's why we're seeing plateaued. You know, Buffalo's plateaued. It's they're done. They're they had their shot. They blew it. They're all done. I'm telling you, they don't have the now defense. Now you sound like Stephon Diggs. Now you sound just like their Stephon offensive Diggs. Line, you, you can <laughs> you can you can always listen. You you can't you the offensive line of the Bills is not that well. Their defense is not that good. Josh Allen runs way too much with the football than the running backs. That's the running game. And I don't care what Buffalo's got there. They had a chance to get a good running back. They didn't do that. 
They didn't go and get one of the good running backs. So I, I, I don't think Buffalo's going to do that well this year. If they finish third this year, I'll be surprised. Wow. Yeah. I, I really I, well, I wouldn't be shocked because I'm on record as saying I think any one of these teams can win the division. Any one of these teams can finish last. I really yes, that. I agree with that. I just there's something missing in Miami. I'm telling you guys, and I think uh, they have the ability to win it and be a Super Bowl contender, but something's not right. Something's not right. <laughs> it sounds like a TV show. Something's wrong in Miami. <laughs> I kind of I kind of agree with Jim to a point. But they're too good, I think, to have a losing record. That's the thing about it. And once you have a winning record, you're in the mix. So maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, and they got some tough teams. Obviously, they play, obviously, in their division. The Jets, which we're talking about, is going to be better. Buffalo, which you say is not. And then they still got to play uh, New England. And those teams know them now. They've had a year to. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, no McDonald's and how he attacks it. Well, yeah, Tua didn't Tua, Tua, Tua didn't play that much that last year, Jim. Mm-hmm. If he's healthy, I mean, it, but, he's accurate. He's accurate. Yeah, they protect Tua. Well, we'll see. That that we'll see. That we'll see. Have. And I that think that's going to be downfall. And every pass rusher in the league will be taken trying to knock him out of a game because yeah. that's just the way it works, right? You're not trying to hurt a guy. We know that. Most guys, I guess, Jim. Some guys might have been, but yeah. most. But putting the guy out of the game is part of the the, the job. So yeah. they, go, they got Mike White from the Jets as their backup quarterback, the Miami yes. Dolphins. Yeah, he'll you know, look- okay as a backup. I mean, he, he was right. so so with the Jets last year. He looked good compared to Zach Wilson. He can't stay on the field either, though. By the way, and in, in yeah, limited, if he gets true. to play, he gets hurt all the time too. Yeah, That's so. very true. You know, you I, keep talk, I, we keep talking about the glamour positions, but you talk about the AFC East, the defenses. We don't focus oh, on yeah. the Patriot defense, which is pretty oh, yeah, good. The Jets conceivably, you know, could have the best defense in the NFL next year, arguably. It might happen I next year. That's and, a possibility. And the Buffalo Bills, their defenses, you know, kind of so-so. Sometimes this happens with a team. They look good most of the year, and then they kind of hit a wall late in the year, and then it carries over into the next season, and they're never the same again. You know, you kind of wonder if that happened with the Buffalo Bills. They kind of hit a wall last year, like kind of like a marathon runner gets to 20 miles, starts falling apart, and that's, you know, it's never the same after. I think the ham situation affected him too. Well, I, all I know is that they've got another strong division in AFC, which the NFC yeah. really doesn't have, and that's the problem for a lot of the teams in the AFC East this year. When you got when you got Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and of course Cincinnati, so, it's going to be fun. That's why we play the games, right? That's true, right. True Listen, uh, I don't know where Robert is, but I got to jump, guys. All right, <laughs> that's me his clue. All right, Keith. All right, guys. Have a good day. Thank you. All right. Yeah. You know, you know, I've mentioned Pittsburgh. It came up before the Steelers. I mean, they've been looking good in the preseason here and haven't had a losing season for 18 years. Is this the year that Mike Tomlin has a breakthrough once again? But it's hard to imagine with Kenny Pickett being the starter. But the it's easier to get to the Super Bowl in the NFC than it is in the AFC because the NFC is not that. 
I would and agree. something bothers me about the 49ers for all their talent. Somehow Brock Purdy now as their starting QB in the long run. I'm not sold on him. I'm sorry. I'm just not Well, all you got to do is hand the uh, ball to Christian McCaffrey and throw the ball to Debo Samuels, Brandon you and the uh, tight end. Tight end, yeah. Now, the Bosa situation is what's hurting them in their kicking situation. Both their kickers are injured. They don't know what they're going to do with their kicking situation. That's true. And the Chiefs are the same thing with Chris Jones. I mean, that's that's a big that's a big part of their defense, especially. Yeah, that's that huge. That is a huge The Chiefs don't have an elite defense as is. I mean, they're a little better than average, but take Chris Jones out of that. Oh, Chris Jones is one of the – what did they rate him as one of the players? Rate him as one of the top ten players. In the NFL. Yeah, but yeah. you have sympathy for the players. They sign a contract, and at the time they sign it, a guy like Chris Jones is one of the highest paid credentials ends <laughs> in the NFL when he signs his deal. So as he so then you sign a long-term deal, other guys are going to pass that deal. It's obvious. And then they want well, to here's the problem, Jack, And I agree with you. And I agree with you. But they outplay those contracts, and that's the problem. And I know salary cap and all those situations, but they're outplaying. Chris Jones outplayed his contract. And here's the problem with it is he's closer to the end than he is to the beginning. Chris is uh, 30 years old, 31. So that's – or he's 29 going on 30. He knows he's closer to the end. He's trying to get maximum value. And, and it's not right, but that's just the reality of our – today's football but he signed for about 20 million a year so aaron donald then surpasses that deal goes up to about 30 million a year so should the team really kind of i don't maybe extend them maybe the word renegotiate they don't have but there are ways of working it out by giving the guy a fat extension but why should the team do that because Chances are they're not going to live up to the contract. The majority of the guys that the team is then going to extend aren't going to give them full value. Do you think the Rams are getting full value out of Aaron Donald? In large part, it seems they're keeping Aaron Donald now out of loyalty. And yeah, will another team want to pay Aaron Donald $30 million a year right now? Yeah, but here's the thing, Jack, is they could do what they did with Zach Martin. They never changed the contract. What they did is give them more money up front. They can give them cash up front and give them a bonus and then rework the numbers like that. It looks like they've done something, but they really haven't done anything. They just changed how the money is distributed. And Pickle says that. You could do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's listen, I I agree with Jack. If I would now, if I was a GM, uh, no, 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 renegotiating the contract you signed before, unless I'm paying you ridiculously small amount of money. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, like, yeah, Chris Matt, Jones, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry, Matt, because you made a great point. I wanted to mention, like, in the case of Scotty Pippen, the last dance of the Chicago Bulls, if Scotty Pippen is the eighth and ninth highest paid player on that Chicago Bull team. Now, that's an embarrassment, the team has got to step up and do something right otherwise yeah you're right right i mean i mean then why have contracts why don't you just do all one-year contracts 
I mean, why even sign that? See, you, 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 the players want, and I'm not again, I'm not anti-player, but the players want the security of having a long-term contract, and then they want to renegotiate it. Why not just well, do a one-year contract and and you know to prove that you're the best in the league? I'll pay you as much as you want. You, you, well, here's the me, problem you run into, and I I understand what you're saying, Mac. But what about a situation down in Tampa with Ryan Jensen, the center? His career is over. Last year, if you remember, he had a knee injury, a severe knee. He refused to uh, get uh, knee surgery. He injured that knee in preseason, and now his career is done. But at the end of the season, they signed him to a three-year uh, extension. He's guaranteed $26.8 million over three years. I mean, I'd rather have that as security than as a signing a one-year deal like these running backs. I, I, agree with you, but, but I agree with what you're saying, but you can't have it both ways to me. All mm -hmm. right, the, the guy, the guy, listen, the guy's taken care of. That was smart. Why he didn't get an injury? That's his decision. I don't know why and why he didn't get an operation. That's his decision. It's not the team's mm -hmm. decision. But he still's mm -hmm. got that security. So, so what do you do after he comes off the injury and he's playing really good? And you know, he's one of the best centers in the league. Does he get to renegotiate his contract? No, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. You signed that contract. You know, the case that Zach Martin. When he signed his deal with the Cowboys for like he was the highest paid. Yeah, I think it was like the highest paid guard in NFL history, but then it got surpassed years later. Which is gonna happen in this today's absolutely you sign a long-term deal. Now other guys of similar stature, that's their baseline that they're negotiating off now, and they're gonna pass that. It's like records in sports, they get passed, and the guy then should he be able to come back to the team? Oh, no, I have to be the highest paid guy still. Then put it into your contract. You're always going to be one of the freest high paid guys at your position, like, you know, pay raises. If you and that would that be good if in reality they won't do that. But No. Yeah. Well, the team wants to make a good deal for themselves too. Yes, exactly. I mean, think of all these teams that have gotten burned on these contracts over the years. Yeah. Because you got to look at it. The Cowboys are in a situation. They've already paid Diggs, but they still got to pay Micah Parsons. Mm. You understand that? And then they have to renegotiate with uh, Prescott. They don't have Michael to. Parsons they will, they will because it's too much on their cap. Micah Parsons is going to be the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history. I'm well, he's smart because yeah. he's waiting to see what happens with Boza in uh, San Francisco. Well, the 49ers are going to now have to resolve the Boza situation. I kind of feel they're going to give them what they want when push comes to shove. Uh, again, yeah. if I was GM, I would not re renegotiate with Boza. I, I mean, he's a great player. I wouldn't renegotiate because you're starting presidents. What happens? What, if what stops? What stops other? What stops McCaffrey from renegotiating then? And what stops uh, Debo from renegotiating? You got. Oh, it's got it's more but it's you remember Debo had issues last year. Remember they renegotiated Debo last year. I know. Where does this? That's what I'm trying to say, Jim. Where does it end? Where does it end? I mean, it, it, it just. What? Mac, that you asked when it ends. It ends when a team holds firm and they're willing to let the guy sit out and never come back again. That's when it ends. And then what does the guy do? Like Saquon Barkley cut his losses. He came back early in training camp. 
he probably saw this was going to ling on. Let's make believe for one moment, guys. Saquon Barkley was still holding out now. You know, chances are the Giants would let him sit out the season. They weren't going to do anything. So, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, look at his situation. He's only getting paid about $4 million a year. But what else is he going to do? And Indianapolis is awful in this. No one's going to give Indianapolis a first-round draft no, choice. That's, that's yeah, ludicrous. Yeah. That's but that's what they're asking for. And telling Jonathan Taylor to work out the deal. And if Jonathan Taylor somehow can work out a deal, let's say hypothetically, his new team's not going to have the money to pay him. Oh, they'll pay him a couple of million more. Instead of four, they might go up to six, eight million at most. You know, but they're not going to give him the type of contract he wants. Yeah, and Pickles brings up a point that everybody thinks that the uh, trade for Trey Lance was to put pressure on Dak Prescott. It wasn't to put pressure on him. It is not a bad deal. You, San Francisco made the bad deal. They moved up, what, they traded three draft picks to get this kid? Yeah. And they never realized this kid hadn't played a lot of football. How can you not realize that, Jim? You got a scouting department. How do you not realize that? Come on. They, messed up. It, they, did it. they messed up. They messed up. Now you get you trade them for a fourth round pick. It's a win-win situation. They win because that's more money they got to pay Bosa. And the Cowboys win because if this kid does become the second uh backup to that, then you won. If he doesn't, you cut him. So it's not that big of a and, you know, as much as I think Dak Prescott uh, was is one of the reasons why the Cowboys haven't gone to a championship yet directly because of some of the bad throws he's made and, and a couple of the things he's done, like not getting the ball down and stuff like that, you're not going to get it. Dak Prescott ain't going anywhere if he has a bad year. These you know, remember, I'm going to tell you something. This is the first time uh, the last preseason game with Will Greer who they're going to release probably today is that Prescott called the whole first cat, like an offensive coordinator. And this is the most points they've scored in the preseason. And I thought it was interesting because I'm sure McCartney has done that with Aaron Rodgers and the quarterbacks he's had. He gave them so they, he can feel what they're saying because that helps you. And you always mentioned this in uh, the past, Matt, is, is that, and the old times quarterback called their own plays. Or the only one was Miami where they brought a guard in. But for the majority of the time, the great quarterbacks called their own. I'm not saying Prescott, yeah. but they called their own plays. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's true. I mean, it's I'm a big believer in quarterbacks calling their own plays, the veteran quarterbacks. I leave it up to the quarterback to have a relationship with his offensive coordinator to work things out. And Aaron really Rodgers like to take the field. He doesn't want someone else to tell him to walk away. They really this week, and I don't know if you noticed it. There was a video, and I forgot who they were practicing against. Um, Aaron Rodgers was there at the line, and he was looking at the defense, and the safety sat up like he was going to blitz. Aaron Rodgers told him to go back. <laughs> he said, I know you're coming. You might as well go back because you're not going to get me. <laughs> Well, you know, the, the, that was you know the, the, the good quarterbacks call their plays. It's it, I, they're, they're in on the meetings with the offensive coordinator. They go out there. They've got 
audibles. They got other plays they can run. They're not actually, you know, saying I'm going to call the whole game. But they do because the veteran quarterbacks, for, for the most part, they're in on the they're in on on the meetings. They know what's going on. They're helping script the plays. So it's it's not like you know you're running guards in and out like they did in the old days called plays. Yeah, with they, Miami they're, Dolphins. Yeah, they're not they're not doing that anymore. Yeah, and the offensive coordinator. And, and, uh, Jim Kelly was like that. Jim yeah. Kelly called his own play. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, it depends on how strong the coach is, how much security he has. If Robert Salah hypothetically gets into disputes with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are winning, Robert Salah gets fired. Aaron Rodgers has that type of power because Aaron Rodgers is going nowhere. And there's certain personalities. Again, they read to his credit. He seems to have a handle on the situation now. Like if him and Patrick Mahomes got into a big dispute, the Chiefs aren't going to fire Andy Reid. They tell him to work things out, both guys. But there's certain – Jim Kelly, I believe, you could vouch for this, had an excellent relationship with Marv Levy when Marv yes, Levy didn't have any, any type of ego. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson wasn't the type who would take nonsense from quarterbacks. You had that impression. But Troy Aikman wasn't that type. That's the no, impression no. that you had. No, he wasn't. But did, Jimmy did draft Steve Walsh. You got to remember that. Yeah. Mm. That's so, true. In the uh, yeah, but that's the same thing in a way like with this Trey Lance. Trey Lance, the goal is, I'm sure, with the Cowboys, next season Trey Lance is the primary backup. They've got to move him into that. Really great, and then huh? if he gets into any games for whatever reason, injury or whatever, and Trey Lance really looks good, and Dak Prescott is so-so, now it fits in the equation. They they trade, you know, they make that trade based on potential. Yeah. Fourth round pick has value, but it's kind of like worth it because when you consider what the Niners gave up, and he, you know, and he's had a couple of years experience, even with the injuries but, with the Niners, but he's got to take reps, Jim. And as the third, and that's the problem. Reps with the Cowboys. The problem you have, and you make a great point, is Jordan Love is a prime example of that. Obviously, he was behind the Hall of Fame quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. He learned, but he didn't get reps. Yeah. This summer, uh, this preseason, he's gotten reps, and he but he learned. They brought him along the right way. Trey Lance was an interesting situation. They had brought Jimmy G in, but they never really – this kid hasn't had a lot of reps. And when you drafted him, you should have known that. He didn't play that much in college. He hasn't played that much in the NFL – where Jordan Love was totally different. He played. He played. Notice yeah. Jordan Love has got more reps than any starting quarterback in the yes. preseason because of his lack of reps in the past. Well, second, um, Bryce Young has gotten a lot of reps in. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, um, speaking of uh, Bryce Young, the guy who went right after him uh, in the draft, C.J. Stroud, a quarterback, I've kind of I'm a little down on the Houston head coach D'Amico Ryan's. They made a big deal coming from the 49ers. I thought it was such a great high at the time. But what are you doing setting up a competition with CJ Stroud and Davis Mills? It makes no sense. Everyone knows you drafted Stroud to have the job. Make him a leader immediately. Make it clear. He's the starting quarterback. That's why you drafted him for the position. I could understand 
you had someone else who's been in the league a while, who's been a quality starter. But David Mills, come on. I mean, you know. I'll tell you, the, the guy who's like me, and I know he hasn't played great this preseason, is Bryce Young. I still think Bryce Young. <laughs> He's going to have a good year. He's not going to yeah, have a good year. He's going to have, have a good year. This year. At the end of the year, I don't know what you guys see. Bro. No, you said right. that about um, the kid in Chicago, too. He's not. Well, it just feels we haven't proven anything yet, Jim, in all fairness okay. to Mac. All right. I mean, you got it. The jury's still out this on Justin Fields. This feels a problem. Here are the quarterbacks. That became everybody said that Will Levis was going to be the best quarterback in this draft. That I was Keith Engel who said that. Yeah, Justin Fields is getting better. He's not where so. he needs to be. Yeah, I hope so, Jim. I hope he's getting better. They they draft him in the first round. Yeah, <laughs> okay. he's a great. That doesn't mean a, anything. He's a, he's a quarterback. He's a great running back. I'll give him that. Justin Fields is a great running back. Bryce Young isn't even a great running back. So, you know, we're, we're going to – I can't wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for two or three years from now, you come back and say, Mac, you were right. Bryce Young is a bust. I can't wait. I don't think he's, he's going to be a bust. Uh, he's a bust. They got to put some things around him, especially in that yeah. offense. No, that's, yeah, they got to they gotta put they gotta put another quarterback around him is what they got to You guys going to welcome Pags on or what? Well, I just want to say something to Pags. The Eagle fans have been – Taken, you know, they've been knocked a lot by people because of their behavior, because they're rude, they're this, they're that. But going to the giant game yesterday and getting into oh the parking lot fans were tailgating are so selfish. They're taking up three spots, they're taking up all the empty spots, and I'm going forever around the lot trying to find a place to park my car because they're taking up all the spots to hey, tailgate it. Hey, Jack and Matt, um, do the Jets play at MetLife Stadium? Yeah. yeah but they, it, it was a giant there. home game. It was a giant home game. So it doesn't matter. All, the, the Jets had parking spaces. Well, there was a technically that we giant season ticket holders. <laughs> they, they took up a bulk of it. Oh, my God. This is what Jack we had a saying in the service. This is why. This is why. This is why bleeping why. <laughs> Stop crying. Stop crying already. It's like it, it hasn't even gotten to the freaking season yet. You're already crying. Oh, my goodness. Alex, let's get right to the football. Let me ask you point blank. Marcus Mariota's getting $5 million to be the backup. What's the deal? Is he going to be the primary backup or what? Yes. There yes, it doesn't matter what happens. Mm. My thought is, is, it, is that if by chance something bad was to happen to Jalen Hurts, you'd have you'd have Mariota come in initially, but that following week, if he wasn't able to start, there would be maybe a competition between Mariota and the third string. But I, I would say that on the initial, Mariota is going to be the number two so that if he was to come in, that the offense, at least in theory, wouldn't change much. 
Sounds 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 about right to me. That's where they picked him up to be the second string quarterback. Now, if he doesn't get his way, does he quit and walk off the field? I think that he he already isn't getting his way by being the starting quarterback. And I got to imagine that there was other stuff that was happening in Atlanta that forced him to want to not want to play, be there anymore. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't a troublemaker with the Titans and the Raiders. So something went down at Atlanta at the end of the year. I don't like the idea that he walked out. But if that's the only time it happened in his whole career, I wouldn't quite label him a troublemaker. But it does kind of put him on probation to an extent. Yeah, I, I have never seen a, a quarterback walk off the field because he didn't get his way. I don't know. I don't, you know, you guys can say what you want, but I've never I seen that. I agree with you on that, Mac. Yeah. I, I mean, it, he quit yeah. on his team. Yeah, I, I say that. So, yeah, I mean, man, I don't care how bad the team is either. I've, I've never seen that. So, you know, but guys are given second chances. Like, I'm reading this book now, Dynasty, about the New England Patriots. Bill Parcells last season with the Patriots, they went to the Super Bowl. They lost to the Packers. He knew he was out the door, that he was quitting. He didn't even take the flight back with his Yeah, team. that is true. That is bad. You take it, you know, give a final goodbye to the guys. You lost the Super Bowl. He didn't fly back with them, the coach. It's not good. No. No, that wasn't a good, that wasn't a good take. No. He was, he was excited about going to the Jets for some reason, Jack. And I, I can't figure it out why anybody would be excited about going to coach. No, no, but you fly back with your team, even though I, you I don't disagree with it. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't disagree with that at all. So, so hey, hey guys, I do have the all at time NSC East all star team here that we haven't got the offense in yet. I even got some special team players for you. So I want to get you guys' opinions on this and, and, and again, remember the the whole thing about this is you either got to be a former player that played more years than any other team, or you have to be a player that has played for the team. You could be current, but you got to have played a lot of years for that team. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm gonna start with the offensive line. At center, I have Jason Kelsey. Anybody have a problem with that being the starting center for the? I mean, the, the Cowboys, the Redskins, they all had good good centers. But I picked Jason. You're talking Kelsey. about the whole NFC? NFC East. East. Oh, yeah. NFC East. Okay. Yes. 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 No problem. At right, at right guard, I got Christopher Allen from the Dallas Cowboys. Larry Allen. Uh, Larry Allen, sorry. At left guard, I got Nate Newton for the Dallas Cowboys. At left tackle, I got uh, uh so so. Going back and forth with that, I'd have to go Barrett Brooks. I wouldn't. I played. I know him. you wouldn't, but I, I, I mean, he was telling you the truth. Uh, he wasn't better than uh, Nate Newton. Really? Yeah. I don't know. He, he was. was he was listed as one of the best guards of you know. He was in the league. Close. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know if they're they're good. This is what I have. Super Bowls, All Pros, everything appearances. Uh, I took that all in consideration. The Hogs got to be re represented, right? So at right tackle, I got Joe Jacoby. Yeah. Left tackle, left tackle Russ Grimm. So it's heavy Dallas and Washington. Hold on, and we don't have Jason Peters, Peters in here. There's no Jason Peters. No, um, Eric. Um, 
she would uh, more the Hawks dominated. Yeah, the Hawks yeah. were pretty good. There's no question about that. One of the best. Listen, yeah, they, they were good. They, they were good, but good. Hey, they were great. not to have Jason Peters. Not to have Jason Peters in there, who was only listed as one of the best of all time. I mean, come on now. These guys won three Super Bowls together, didn't they? The Hawks, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I mean, they were like they were like the San Francisco 49ers of yesterday. It didn't matter what quarterback you put in there, they they would they would go to the Super Bowl. They were really they were good. good. It was a, yes. You didn't, you so didn't I, even mention Russ Graham. He's he he's uh he's the uh yeah, I did. He's a left tackle. Jim. Russ Graham wasn't a tackle though. He was a guard. He was a guard. Yeah, Sorry, that's what I'm saying. Bad. You're right. You're right. I'm bad. Uh, my bad on that. At right tight end, I got Jason Witten. At left tight end, I got Zach Ertz. I like Witten, but Barbero was pretty good. Mark Barbero was a heck of a tackle. Uh, yeah, he's, he's in there. Remember, I got subs. I got subs, so we do we do have we do have subs going in there. At wide receivers. Now this is this I'm this is I'm kind of hedging a little bit for uh, Victor Cruz and Michael Irvin are my two. No, Bullet Bob Hayes I would put in ahead of Victor Cruz. Yeah, uh, Michael, I played with uh, uh, Howard. Howard, Howard Garmichael by far is better yeah. than Victor Cruz at, at any stretch. Mike Quick was I, I, better I, I, than I, Victor Cruz at any stretch. Oh, Mike Come Quick on. was yeah. not better than Victor. Bruce, get out of here. Oh, my God, he was really good. I don't know, but there are other receivers that you could have put let in. Me, let me tell Mike, you, Matt. You could have probably put Gio. Huh? Homer Jones was better than Victor Cruz. Homer Jones was better than Victor Cruz. No, he no, he was not. He was good. He was a he's a great don't don't get me wrong. Great all time. But he Victor Cruz was electrifying when he was on the field. I mean, not for nothing, not for nothing. You could put Drew Pearson ahead of Victor Cruz in a lot of ways. So, and I'm not even a Drew Pearson fan. Art, Art what? Um, Monk. Monk was Art pretty Monk. damn good too. We're forgetting about That's that. We got, we got, Bobby Mitchell. You know, you want to go back a ways. Irvin Fryer. Yeah, Urban Fryer. Hey, listen. Really good. Urban yeah, Fryer. I mean, was uh, Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz play? don't even Tag. sniff the top Tag. five. Tag. Tags, pay attention. What what team did Urban Fryer play for? He played for the Eagles. Patriots and the Eagles. The Patriots. He was better in the Patriots than the Eagles. That's that doesn't count. Running backs. I got Emmett Smith and Tiki Barr, the, the starting running backs. What about John Riggins? Come on. John Riggins in. John Riggins. John Riggins at his Tony best. Dorsett was pretty good too. So you got some. Yeah, Emmett Smith, one of the greatest. Was, is yeah, the most, is, that's the most yard. And, Evan and, Smith and, has to be the number one on that list. Right, right. But when right. you get to number two, there's so many other ones that can fit up there. I know you're trying to squeeze in as many Giants as you can onto your I list. But that I doesn't like, mean like, that they are any bit near the top Paz, five. You got, Paz, you got nothing to say. Every great player is a Philadelphia uh, Eagle to you. That's every not true. Position, not true. Position, I just said Emmitt Smith is number one. I said Drew Riggins is number two. So listen, at least I can give credit where credit is due. Just because you guys have no idea. You you made this list and I gotta put a giant on here because the giants stink so bad. I at least give the other teams credit. You don't. Every play you talk about is talking about. That's it. That's all you talk about is Philadelphia. You give credit to nobody else. We talk how you hold up, Jack. 
Well, all I'm saying, I just want to say this, you packs, you don't give Mac credit for certain things. Case in point, last season, Mac felt we're not going there. We're talking, we're not going there right now, Jack. I know what exactly okay. you're going to say. So let me say we're not okay, talking so about that. We're me, talking about okay, the all wait. NFC. Okay, let me say this if you're talking about over career, yeah, you put Emmett Smith number one, but don't tell me at the top of their games that right. er, Emmett right. Smith was better than John Riggins. John Riggins, you couldn't bring him down. He would be a That's nightmare for a guy will, like Jeff Coach. Jeff Polk couldn't bring him down one-on-one. No, Riggins was just a fullback playing during starting quarterback, starting quarter, starting quarterback for the NFC East all-time team, Troy Aikman. Problems? Three Super Bowls. Yes. Yes. I mean, Starbuck would have been a better quarterback than Troy Aikman there. He didn't win as many Super Bowls as Troy Aikman. Oh, I don't come have on, man. Okay, it's then Troy movie. Aikman's better than Dan Marino. Let's take him over, Dan Marino. Are we going to do NSB East? Dan East. Marino had better stats, but how many Super Bowls Listen, did he win? If, if you're not going to talk about NFC East, you're muted. <laughs> We're talking about the NFC East, Jack. All right? It's hard enough. It's hard enough getting bags on board with anybody else but an eagle right now. So let's just keep pushing forward. So backup, Eli Manning. Problem with that? Yes. Now, of course there is, because it's not Randall Cunningham. Tell me. Go ahead, say it. I don't even have Randall on the what about list. About Ron Jaworski. Not even Reggie. on the list. Red. The third stringer, Phil Sims. Problem with wait, that? Wait, 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 wait. You know, you, you, you. Hold wait. on. Let's put the whole Giants team on there. Everybody's a Giant, and there is nobody any good on any other team. Get the freak out of here! I think mean, this is so frugazy. I knew this. I knew this would take you off. What about Joe Heisman? Joe Heisman is not in the in the discussion with Troy Aikman, Eli Manning, and Phil Sims. He's not even in discussion. We never, oh, it was we never, oh, we never God, talked God. about Starback. Starback. Ben DiNucci should be on that list. That's he should a, definitely that's, be the third stringer. Ben DiNucci. That's the only Come place on, you got me. So I agree. Roger Starback should have been should have been on that list. Okay. So let's go to the backups where there's a lot of guys you're talking about. So this is going to be a, a good one for Pags. I've got the backup center being Bart Oates for the New York Giants. Five-time Super Bowl winner, all-pro. Got a problem with that, Pags, So you want to put your Eagle center in there? Well, what teams was he five-time? Well, three, two? Well, it's three-time. My bad. Five-time all-pro. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. No Pags, you're going to like this selection. Can I say something while you're going to like this selection? Because Bart Oates was also the center for the Philadelphia Stars of the USFL. He's one of your. I remember him there. That's what I'm saying. I remember him there, but I don't remember him as a Super Bowl champion. Two times Super Bowl champion. Then with the 49ers also. Over player. I like Bart. Yeah, I I know that he was a great player. I mean, so it's, I'm not, there's no doubt in my mind about that. But left guard, Brandon Brook from the Philadelphia Eagles. Barry Brooks. Uh, Brandon, Brandon, uh, Bar- Garrett Brooks. Barrett Brooks played more for the Steelers. That's when he won. He wasn't Brandon as good as a tackle. I said Brandon Brooks. Brandon Brooks was the guard. Okay. Right okay. tackle, backup, Rosie Brown. Any problem with that? 
I never seen him. I don't play. even know who he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Play for left, he's a famer for the Giants. Left guard, Zach Martin. That's the, you can't argue with it. No one's better than him. All right. So the backup tight end I got is Mark Bravaro and the left tight end. Jackie Smith from the old St. Louis Cardinals. They also played with the yeah, Dallas Cardinals. That's right. They were in the NFC East. Yes, yes. That's hard to argue with. All right. The backup running back. Wait a second. You want to go back a while with the East? I'm a little confused. If you want to go back years with the realignment, what about John Mackey when he played for the Baltimore Colts, the tight end, for example? But it wasn't like the NFC that. East. This is all. But it, was, it wasn't. They weren't given. Let's see. I I warned. Did I warn him, guys? I said <laughs> NFC East, right? I did say it. I saw. I muted him once. All right, check, check. Pay attention. All right. Yeah, back up thing, and then you can mute me again. But the NFL <laughs> used to be just an Eastern and Western division. So technically, right. John Mackey was in the NFC East in the past when he played with Johnny Unitas. Well, there you go. Okay, thank you for, for sharing that with us. So the backup running backs I have are Brian Westbrook and John Riggins. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, right? I know you want to um, I don't So so I'm, as I think about this, I, I, it's hard for me to say that Shady McCoy is behind Westbrook. No, I'm not a Shady McCoy fan in that regards. I mean, he was a great running back, but I'm not a fan of his personally. But I still have to put him as a better running back than Westbrook. Overall, though, Pax, receiving yeah. out of the backfield. That's what I'm saying. Overall, he was a better he was a better running back than Westbrook. Although mm-hmm. Westbrook was what made Westbrook a little bit more versatile was that he actually returned kicks. Right. And that was that was really the biggest difference. Uh, but I, I mean, as far as just a running back goes, even catching passes out of the backfield and stuff like that, Shady was a better running back. I, I have to just say that as a real thing. You know what I mean? All right. And then I gotta say, uh, the best running back to ever play with was Tony Dorsett. It ain't even oh, close. Okay. And I like Emmett, but Tony Dorsett was a he could change a game in a second. And and so could Emmett Smith. Yeah. Emmett, but Tony was scary when he got out in the open because he could just, I mean, he just was a blur. And he was tough as nails. From Steel Country, and he played like that. Yeah, he played. He was Nothing against Emmett. I'm just telling you, I always thought Dorsett was So Herschel Walker fall into that mix anywhere? He didn't play that. I mean, he played with Dallas. He played with Minnesota for a long time. Philadelphia. Played for Philly for a while. I mean, he wasn't really with a team that as long as some of these guys is what I. He mean. was a better college, and I love her. He and that's why I'm asking. I, I, does yeah, it fall I mean, into great, the list somewhere? He was a better back. college than, and, um, than the NFL. one of the best college players of all time. He was hell special teams guy. Believe it. Yeah. Well, he came went to the New Jersey Generals out of college. People yes. forget that. Yes. That's yeah, where yeah, he started that's his career. Very true. Very true. My backup wide receivers. Especially for the uh, red zone, the first one backup will be Harold Carmichael. I would put him down in the red zone all the time. Six foot seven. I mean, I think that's how tall he was. About that tall. The fact that you got him better than Victor Cruz is ridiculous. 
Victor Cruz could run out of the slot. You know what I'm saying? He was more oh, no. Hall of Fame, not Hall of Fame. Was Harold Carmichael? not alone. Harold Carmichael is in the Hall of Fame. Victor Cruz is not in the Hall of Fame. Right. And that's what I was saying about Dorset. You got a Hall of Famer sitting there. One of the best. You just like Tony Dorset overall. My other backup would be Art Monk, the best wide receiver. He, he led the league for receiving yards and receptions at one time. So Art Monk's got to be up in there. I did go. John Riggins I did have for our short yardage, uh, especially the short yardage. He could break away and make a long run too. So, so I did put the special teams in there. At mm -hmm. punter, Danny White. And why? Because he could play quarterback too. No, nope. so, I mean, no, then, then I'd have to go with the best punter of all time. He's got the longest punt ever I in the him, NFL. I got him on the roster, Randall Cunningham. I got him on the roster, Pax. Right, but what Danny is he, White, backup punter? punter, Danny White, Danny White. He's my he's like my trick guy play. Danny White was a very good punter, Jack. Well, no he matter did what go he to the um, championship game. Three times, and he, was, and he was a good. He was a very. He wasn't good as good a punt as Sean Landetta, Danny White. He wasn't. I would go with that. He played quarterback too, so that was a novelty. But it doesn't make him the best punter. But he would be on my team as the punter, Jack. It's his I, team. You can put it. Come up with your team. Hold a roster spot. Come on, but he wasn't yeah, come up with your team, and then we'll make fun of your team, right? That's right. Well, your yeah. team's pretty good all in all, but I'm just Thank mentioning you. the punting position. My kicker is Mark Mosley. You're all going to freak. He's the only kicker in the history of football that has it was an he MVP. Was, yeah. he was, He's automatic. I'm going to tell you, we went to the game last night in Gano. I mean, he seems invincible. Four for four, two kicks from, what, 56 and 57 yards splitting the uprights, you know, and he was a great kicker for him, you know, last year. Uh, yeah. uh, and again, I'd have yeah. to say, you know, only the guy who's got the more, most points of the NFC East in general would be David Akers, who has the highest percentage and stuff like that. But was never an MVP because they don't give MVP to kickers anymore. Well, they should. Right. I mean, they should they should be qualified to get an MVP. But Mark Mosley was I mean, if it wasn't for him in 1972, Washington Redskins don't go to Super Bowl. They don't go. Well, so. Bill Parcell's favorite kicker was Matt Barr, you know, who could forget his five field goals when they beat the 49ers 15 to 13 to go to the Super Bowl. I, I, listen, I agree. With you. Our kick our kickoff returner is Deshaun Watson. Uh, sorry, Deshaun Jackson. No, over Megan, over David Megan. No, and I'm saying over Brian Mitchell. Yes. No yes. way. No yes. way. No way. Yes. No way. No way. Brian that's... Mitchell. Brian Mitchell. Hey, hey, listen, and I know he only played on the Eagles for a couple years, but that's... he was amazing with Washington, that's... and he had he was the holder until you ran up with that guy from Chicago, Devin yeah. Hester. Devin yeah. Hester. He was I, he I was saw. he was the best of all time until Devin Hester. Deshaun, and listen, I, and, and Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson was a great kickoff returner because you know specifically that he beat the Giants oh, a couple sure. of times. But I'm going, I'm with Jack on this one. I'm going at peak value right now. That's Jack's favorite phrase. 
peak value, I give it to Deshaun Jackson. And a punt returner. Here's an old one for you. Terry Metcalf. Yeah, he was pretty good. St. Louis. Yes. Yeah. So that's – so you guys have my full list. Was that David's brother or David's father? I think so, yeah. Yeah, matter of fact. David Metcalf. Yeah. Yeah. Terry was his father. Speaking of which, Rice's son is playing for the Steelers. Caught a touchdown yesterday. Very interesting. Jerry Rice's son. Jerry Rice's son is in at USC. Well, then he caught a touchdown for USC. Remember, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of time to prepare today. <laughs> Man, Mac, that's quite a change. He caught a touchdown from the Steelers, and then he caught a touchdown from it? USC. That's not even close, Mac. Well, I, I mean, you know. Well, according I to Jim, he got the wrong NFL team. We could condone that. <laughs> According to Jim, it's college football teams could be professional football teams. So that's that's not right. what I said. <laughs> that's what he that's said. not exactly what I said. <laughs> so, pickles, so, pickles. So I gotta ask. I gotta ask. I know. Right. I know. I'm I'm late to the party here. So is Dak in trouble? No. Is Dak in trouble? Is he about to lose no. his job? No, he is. No. Right. How can he lose it? It was a value pick. It was a value. If he's good. Then you got somebody for the future. If he's not, you cut him. It's not. He's going to be a third-team quarterback. But you don't, Jim. But you don't part with the fourth round. He's the worst quarterback that's ever been drafted. That he is. He's right up there. He's in the top five anyway. (laughs) I mean, he hasn't played yet. I mean, he hasn't even played yet. I mean, yeah. he, he hasn't even played yet. I mean, how can you say anything? About, at least Ryan Lee. You. you know, guys, guys. I'm not worried about it. what. Yeah. They took him in the fourth. They gave up a fourth-round selection. Just think of the history of the NFL drafts and teams that didn't need a quarterback that picked someone in the fourth <laughs> round. The Cowboys picked Dak Prescott in the fourth round when they didn't need a starting quarterback because he was a value pick out of college. And look what happened. Look at the year that the Redskins picked RG3 with the number two overall pick in the draft. In the fourth round that same year, they took her cousins. That was a value pick because you never know where you might need the guy. And look what happened. Both teams wound but up with franchise Let me ask you a question. Who drafted RG3? Kyle well, Shanahan. you're talking about Shanahan. Daniel Snyder, you mean? No, Shanahan did. Shanahan, well, Daniel Snyder had to sign off on it. <laughs> I didn't know that's how it works, Jim. Jim, does it work when you he make a draft? On anything. He was too busy I don't think Shanahan, no, no, but Jim, I know what yeah. you're saying. I think John Lynch has the final say with the 49ers. Shanahan can't overrule him. I think when push comes they to shove, John Lynch they, they made has a, a little more power now. This kid didn't play that much in college. He did not play that much. And then he hasn't played that much in the NFL. You don't know what you're getting. Well, you what you're getting out of Anthony Richardson with the Indianapolis Colts, same situation. That is true. We're going to find out, though. But, 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 he'll, but he's playing. But he's playing. That is true. Listen, any quarterback who's a great running quarterback can survive in the league isn't going to be a flop. Any quarterback who really has a great set of legs and, and good instincts when to run when to hit the opening, because like I said, elite running quarterbacks are like having a great, you know, halfback, fullback, or whatever. That's Dan interesting to say that, because we always off. talk about Lamar Jackson 
And Lamar Jackson is a talent. Don't get me wrong. But what happened to him? He started getting injuries from running the ball and getting hit. It was less getting hit than these guys cutting, pulling muscles. You know, it's not so much what the opposition was doing to them; it's what they were doing to themselves. What are you mm -hmm. talking about? Jackson took over a lot of the quarterback Jackson. injuries are not Jackson. the result of getting hit. Yeah, you're talking about Jackson. We're not talking about the majority of quarterbacks. I'm talking Jackson, about uh, yeah. Jackson. Jackson would take on the defenders. That's why he got hurt. Yeah. Is that because he was pulling hamstrings running down the well, sideline? You, you got to know a little better, too, not to go head on. You know, when to go down. You know, yeah. that has a lot to do with instincts. Yeah, like we saw yesterday at the game when Aaron Rodgers, when Isaiah Simmons was after him, Aaron Rodgers was losing his balance. He didn't try to regain his balance. He just, you know, threw the ball out of bounds. It's all instincts. Look at that long run that Zach Wilson had the week before the 35-yard run. He had his chances to go down, but he, you know, went head-on, basically, lowered his shoulder. You know, that has to do with instincts. Well, yeah, it has to do with being a competitive football player. It's a, it's a split-second decision. That separates, you know, the elite guys but, from the guys who are less so. But you look at, um, just use uh, Kyler Murray as who has great mobility, but you remember what happened. Now he probably is between them and the Rams that are going to get the first pick in the draft. And the he may not win. play. Jim, he may not play this year. I know. I know. That's what I'm hearing too. Mm -hmm. So that's, but that's, the problem is, is with mobile quarterbacks, you're open to getting hit. You're, uh, you're going to get hit by some big guys too. Come at full speed. I kind of wonder with Kyler Murray, he was a two-sport athlete. The Oakland Athletics wanted him in the worst way for him to be their pick. shortstop. At this point, he's young. Could he actually go back to baseball if he wanted to? Is, has that window closed? Um, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea, but Pickles is right. Arizona is a dumpster fire. Speaking of mobile quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts makes a the cover a Sports Illustrated NFL preview, guys. And he deserves to. I think so, too. I think yeah. so, too. We had Keith on uh, Pags, and he was uh, – I think he's scared to death of the Eagles the first game. Really. <laughs> he's carrying on. Their offensive, line, their offensive line is, is, is terrible. That's uh, That could be uh, – that could be a when you pass. decide not to play your quarterback because you're afraid of the offensive line not protecting, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. I get the feeling, Pags, and you're going to like this. Game one, I mentioned it before that the Eagles are going to blow the Patriots out, that it's going to be an ugly loss for New England. And I think of all the teams that might lose week one badly, it would create the biggest or if it happened in New England. Hypothetically, if it happened the opposite way, I doubt if it would. If the Patriots blew the Eagles out, beat them by four touchdowns, the Eagles would just reset for next week. They'd be upset, but they would be resolute. But I think all over New England, people are going to question Belichick, Mac Jones. It, I just think it's going to snowball. I disagree with that statement entirely. If the Eagles were to get blown out... <clears throat> By four touchdowns by the Patriots, 
there would be there would be upheaval to the nth degree in Philadelphia. But they wouldn't be calling for Sirianni's head. They wouldn't be saying no. They wouldn't be calling with his calling for his head. But they would be rethinking everything. Everything. Oh, no, it, but would that's be, what any, it would yeah, be but the that's worst any, thing in the world if they lost by four touchdowns to New England. This is a team we should beat handily. And if they were to get upset that by that a profound number, even if they lose this game, it's going to be a big deal. There's no reason for the Patriots to beat us. And I tell you, you could say, all right, well, they're, they're doing the Brady thing. Every time that somebody, a team, has this ceremony – Nine times out of ten, they lose that that week because they're so worried about the ceremony. They're not really worried about the team playing. That, that oh, they're going to get all this excitement and stuff like that. And it doesn't happen that way. Yeah, there you go. So when so when a- Andre Ware goes into the ring of honor, I guess Dallas is losing that game. Demarcus Ware. Oh, speaking right. of that ring of honor, that's like. To talk about Jimmy Johnson and Dallas with the Ring of Honor, and until Jimmy Johnson gets in the Ring of Honor, it's always going to come up, no matter who. Well, no question, and I disagree with that. I think he should be in there. He should, but let me play devil's advocate. He was a cowboy for five years. That's not a long, long time. That's not quite a career. I, I understand the level. Yeah, of but he won three that. Super Bowls in those five years. Two Super, two Super Bowls. Yeah, only one, two. You know what gets Don't me? The guy away from well, you might as well say he won three because Switzer won with his team, Jimmy Johnson's team. Pags, this is what this is what I love about Pags. He's the most logical guy on this panel. A case in point would be this. When the Cowboys lose with Jim on their team when they lost to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, this was the year after Jimmy Johnson left. Yeah, they Barry lost Switzer. with Barry Switzer's team, but the year after when they win with Barry Switzer, they, they won with Jimmy's Jimmy team. Johnson's team. I know, Jim I, they can't have it both ways. Yeah. You want it both ways, Jim. You can't have it both ways. If they you lost with Barry, and they lost with Jimmy <laughs> Johnson's team. In your last year with the Cowboys, you lost with Jimmy Johnson's team then. Yes. Okay. But yeah. Jimmy Johnson wasn't coaching it. I mean, I don't I don't go for that. I mean yeah. Jimmy Johnson did a heck of a job there at the end with that with Dallas. He I mean, be I how well did he do in Miami? He should be in the Ring of Honor, excuse me. <laughs> Jack, whose team? Did the Jets, which coach's team did the Jets win the Super Bowl with? Weave Bank. Okay. And, uh, and Weave Bank won uh, two NFL championships with the Colts, you know, over the Giants in the right. championship games. But Weave Bank was the type of coach, even though he had three championships, they didn't have a lot of regular season success otherwise. Compare that to Joe Gibbs, maybe the most underrated coach in NFL history. He won three Super Bowls, but his teams would always be highly competitive otherwise. What do you what? What? Joe Gibbs. What do you mean they be, what do you mean they won three Super Bowls, but they would be highly competitive otherwise? No, in other seasons they didn't win the Super Bowl. 
they would have decent teams at least. Well, yes. Yeah, so, so did the Eagles, and so did the Giants. But the so Jets the... wouldn't. Have, that that'd be certain. Yes, the Jets would oh, have. Okay, I get it. So you compare the Jets. I got you. I got you. I got you. Now. A buddy you. Ryan. Let me tell you, buddy Ryan. You uh, understand this? He he swore <laughs> by Weep Eubank. Buddy Ryan trashed every other coach all the time. He yes, trashed yes. Tom Landry. Everyone. The one yeah. coach he respected was Weeb Eubank, who he coached on there. He'd always say, if Weeb says it, it's good enough for me. Right, right. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. Weeb Eubank, Eubank. one of your guys, Pax. Yeah, Weeb Eubank. You know, he wasn't that bad as the Eagle head coach. They did go to the playoffs three <laughs> years oh, in a row. Was that when you were born? Weeb Eubank. I was going to say, this, is, but this has got to be way before my time. Buddy Ryan, I meant Coach Diego. I meant Buddy Ryan. I, 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 I'm saying. I, I meant Buddy Ryan. Buddy, I meant Buddy Ryan, Coach Diego's staff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was there for Buddy Ryan. I remember that. You know, he had a great defense and uh, Randall Cunningham. When imagine that. Imagine if Randall actually had like any offensive line and somebody to throw the ball to. Like that would have been. That would have. He had. He had. Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson was one of the best tight ends. Wound up playing in Green Bay, which is the reason why you can't put him on the tight end list. But, you know, it, like for the that. four years, for the four years that he was in Philly, uh, he was, I, I would say he is by far. Yeah, Keith Byers. Well, Keith Byers was a running back, you know, and. Uh, was a beast. I mean, still is a beast. Yeah, he still is. Wasn't, a beast. wasn't Mike Quick? Wasn't Mike Quick on that team? He got hurt. That's yeah, why Keith right. Jackson wound up being as good as he was because he took yeah. over for Mike Quick, and Mike Quick never came back really. Right, right. I remember that. I definitely remember that. So, any Cowboy news besides uh, Trey Lance and uh, and your Zach Martin? How about your running back position there, Jim? What's going on there? Pollard is going to be the starter. Uh, Rico McDowell uh, is going to be the uh, second team. Obviously, Ronald Jones is out for the first two games. I don't know what that situation is. And um, Deuce uh, Vaughn is going to have a position. I don't think he'll play. I mean, you can't. He is not uh, the other little guy. I'm just telling you because that he guy can run. Like well, I'm going to tell you. I don't like him. I just, it's tough. And you got a five-five running back. That's hard. Hey, there's been shorter running back. There's been short running yeah. backs in the league that were pretty good, Jim. Yeah, there has. Okay, but very few at five-five. Like that's the purpose that he gets lost in the mix. Then that's what they're saying. But still, that's going to be tough. Morris, Joe Morris is five-eight, but he's five. Oh, he's five-five. And how much? How much does he weigh? Hundred eighty-five pounds. Uh, yeah, if he was if he was closer to two hundred, I would I would yeah. give him that because that means Joe Mars was like two fifteen, two twenty. Yeah, even yeah, even when I, I think of uh, Sproles, Sproles yeah, at five cool. seven was was close to two hundred pounds. You know what That's I mean? That's what so I'm saying. But he's, a, had, not, he had, but he's a rookie. But he's a rookie, packs. He's just for. I mean, uh, well, so no, and I'll give him that. Hey, listen, I, 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 hey, I don't begrudge nobody. Look at Spud Webb. Spud Webb in basketball, and I know I'm comparing oranges and, and yes. you know kumquats, but it's what like, I'm saying. What I'm saying is that he's going to put on weight. He's going to put on muscle within the next next year or so. He'll, he'll get up close to 200. 
I just I think did. it's going to be difficult. To, um, and I'm not saying it negative against the kid because the kid has made some plays, but it is going to be hard. Because I just, for example, you're playing Philadelphia. They got a 350-pound defensive tackle. Could you imagine? He's a monster. He's a beast. He's going to win rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. No, no, I'm not talking about Jalen Carter. I'm talking about the other kid you drafted the year before from Georgia. Nicole Dean? No, Dean's too small. He's talking about Jordan Davis. Yeah. Jordan Davis. And he weighs, what, 350? Yeah, 345 or something like that, 342. Yeah. They got uh, Deuce Bond at 5'5", 180 pounds. And that's what I'm just saying. is a negative. I, think so. I, know, hard. I know Dave. Dave Megan only weighed like a buck 85, too. I mean, it, yeah. they, there's, they, can, they, can, they, can, they can make some plays. Yeah, I'm not saying he can't make plays. I'm not saying it, but it's going to be. He's not going to be your starting running back. Every down back. That's well, I tell you, it's it's just like so. I mean, it's just like our uh, our hurdler, the hurdler on the Eagles right now. He's off the oh, Allen. And, and it's a shame. It's a shame he can't catch the ball. That's his problem because he, once he gets the ball in his hands, nobody can catch him. And can but you he imagine he gets packs in the open and he has a chance to hurdle over someone? Oh, I no doubt in my mind. I think that you'd be able to fight over me. The Eagles are going to get tested by the Cowboys secondary. If Stephen Gilmore is not long in the tooth, if Stephen Gilmore is his old self, him and Diggs at the corners, you know, uh, Brown and Devontae Smith are going to be challenged there. They're not going to have it easy against the Cowboys secondary. Uh, l- listen, I... I- I, I relish the time that we're we're up against the Cowboys. I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait. We're up against the Eagles. Well, let me tell you something. You're lucky in a sense that the Jets are going to soften the Cowboys up by putting a beating on them in game two of the regular season. Oh. Now, I don't know. Will that help the Cowboys? Will they need to come back stronger than ever? Or will it, you know, sap them of their confidence? Because when Aaron Rodgers is done dissecting them, you could do whatever's left of the Cowboys. <laughs> well, I tell you, we don't play them until what week nine? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. then it won't matter. That's too far off. Yeah, well, because after good. after we whip up on the Jets, then we'll whip up on the Cowboys. Well, I don't, I don't think so. You don't think the Jets? Uh, go, you, you think figure Jets after Dallas loses yeah. their first game, whoever plays them second? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Oh. Hey, Jetman! Oh no! Oh, Jets. Speaking of the Jets and Jetman, look at he's in a different costume this time. He's got yeah. he's got the jersey on. Different I mean, uniform, Max. Show respect. I pretty much don't have a costume. This is uh, the Clark Kent of uh, of Jetman. So okay. I'm not all dolled up as we're still in preseason. Right, 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 right. So, so, uh, any thoughts on yesterday's games against the Giants, there, Jetman? Yeah, it's a warm up. I, I kind of was hoping the Jets would lose so that they win uh, in two months when they play each other for real. Um, yeah, when the Jets when the Jets do well in preseason, it usually equates to a bad season. So I'd prefer right. them. They're not like the Ravens, who uh, I think won twenty three games in a row or something. 
24. But, but, but the Ravens have had good teams, though, over the years. I mean, they haven't won Super Bowls during that streak, but they have gone to the playoffs. It's not like they flopped. <clears throat> and good morning, everyone. Nice good to see morning, you. Jetman. Yes, sir. So so that was the Giants' uh, plan all along, Jetman. That's why they played all their backups, to let them win so that they get overconfident for the regular season game. So that was the whole plan there. How excited are you about the uh, – not you specifically, but about the Jets' uh, defense and their – Let me ask you a question, uh, Jetman. In the first season uh, – first um, month of the season, they played – Buffalo, Dallas, New England, and then October 1st, they play Kansas City. What is the Jets' record going to be? Followed by the Eagles after that, like on the 15th. Can you say 4-0? 4-0? Yeah, I like this. Jack, you got something in there. No, he let him say He's going to over. He feels the Jets are going to win all those games. You might be taking the same coffee, Jack. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, 4-0, I got to disagree. 3-1 and one would be more like it in my view. But So, yeah, we'll they're going to probably beat Denver. So Now, you guys you guys did see ESPN released, you know, their predictions as they do every year. You saw they, they picked Buffalo with 13 wins, the Jets with 12. And uh, Miami with 11. I think they're a little yeah, they're confused. All- they reverse Buffalo and and uh, the Jets. As uh, I think the only the only loss in the uh, AFC East is one against Miami. As we sweep Buffalo and we sweep the Patriots Who's for the first time in years. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. What's that? Who's going to block for him with offensive line? Did you see him last night? How uh, he he throws the ball. He's <laughs> Listen, I was there. I was there, yeah, man. Me and, me and Jack were at the game. There was not that there was no starters in for the Giants. So I mean, how do you explain that him almost getting sacked by Simmons? He gets an interference call to set him up because ESP wants some rating so that he has a chance to throw a, a, a touchdown against our third string corner cornerback. So how do you explain that? Did you did you see him to, to Garrett Wilson? Yeah, against our third string yeah. defensive back. Yeah, that's what I, I tell you. You better hope that you guys aren't like the other team that ends in Ets uh, in New York, like the Mets, because anytime that the Jets have uh, this this you know, hey, we got all these expectations, just like the Mets. The Mets Mets it up. The Jets Jets it up. That's right. They they got to jettison the season because it's not going to work out. I would hope that you guys can win ten games. And I, I'll be honest, and it's going to it's going to rely on your coach. I think I think that you guys do have the talent, but it's going to remind it's going to require your coach and the offensive coordinator calling the correct plays. Because well, I think that that's going to be part of the problem. I think well, that's that Aaron Rodgers. No, in both respects. He's Jets, the coach. He's the offensive uh, coordinator as well. You know, Jets man. You know, you know what the problem is, Jets man, with these other guys. Uh, not you. These other guys. They keep talking offense. They don't respect defense. And the Jets have maybe the best defensive unit in the NFL, arguably. We'll see. But you know, they're amongst the best. 
Top and five. the Jets' defensive yeah. unit's going to be ball hawking all game long. We hear you know what I heard last year? Yeah. Who's the best defense last year? You know who I heard was the best defense was uh, the 49ers. Uh, where did they wind up? Oh, that's right. They, they have spanked. quarterback injuries there. They were never given a chance in the final. Hold on, hold on. They, they had the best defense. With a, with a backup, with a third-string quarterback, they beat the Dallas Cowboys and only scored 14 points. Since when does the defense have to hold back 38 points or 31 points? Um, mm, ah, mm, mm, ah. The only thing, is, the only difference is I think we have a pretty good quarterback this year. Uh, like, you do have a better quarterback. I, I mean, there hasn't been such a good quarterback since the butt fumble. Watch this, watch this. How, wait a minute, how old is Aaron Rodgers? He's 39 oh, years old. 39 years old. He looked terrible last year. I mean, he, he looked terrible at Green Bay last year. He took all his receivers from Green Bay and brought them to the Jets. I mean, how could I mean he can't run the ball anymore at all? So I mean, you guys, you guys are pumping up Aaron Rodgers like you know he's he's going to be this great quarterback this year. Now, now if you I know mean, anything about that. the Jets, Jetman, the whole thing, I've been a fan for fifty years. I've never gone into a season optimistic. Never. Never have I thought the Jets would do well. I'm always take the low road. I always pessimistic and oh, they're going to be six wins if we're lucky. This year is the perfect storm. Aaron Rodgers will have the best season of his career. Mm. There is no more time. That means two years. I would love. I want him back on. I want. I want you back on before we play the. Before you guys play the Eagles. I can't wait. We have never beaten. We have (laughs) never beaten the Eagles in the regular season. Never. Ever in the history of football. Hello, 2023. Yeah. Get Get ready. Well. Well, you know, you, you know, Aaron Rodgers does not have a good record against the Eagles. You, you said, you said, Jet Man, that you've been a Jet uh, fan for fifty years. So I want to yeah. ask you some questions. When you're a Jet, do, you're a Jet all the way. We're, do, we're doing the all <laughs> NFC. We're doing the all NFC East team. Well, I did my team. So I want to ask you: put together the Jets' all-time team. So if you were to have the all-time quarterback, and he's got to play for the Jets for a while, he can't just be like Aaron Rodgers. He he hasn't played for a while. So who would be, of course, I, I know the answer. Who is the best Jets quarterback of all time? Ken O'Brien. It's a, it's a mixed bag. I, you got to go Namath, but growing up, believe it or not, I loved uh, Richard Todd. Now, his record doesn't speak. The, uh, you know, the Mud Bowl, A.J. Douay, two pick uh, interceptions. They lose 14-0, but I loved Richard Todd. But yes, uh, it was bad towards the end, though. I like Chad Pennington a little more, in all honesty, than Richard Todd. That's what I was thinking, Chad Pennington. Yeah, I think you give it the name. If you got to give it. Estaverde didn't play long enough. Right, right. But football, Denver. (laughs) I mean, you can't can't answer the question. It's like hypothetically, you could say Jack. Jack, you're not. I'm not asking you the Jets all-time team. I said name. So. Who's yeah. who's your best running back of all time? Martin. Curtis no Martin. Question. Curtis Martin. No Without question. a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay. Who would you who? say is the all-time best jet? Every 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 position available. Joe Klecko. Uh, and I think Mark Astino. And I think Mark Astino. 
When I think of all the Jets, every Jet out there, Mark Gastineau is the guy I think of. Uh, Darrell Revis. Very selfish player. Very selfish. Very talented. One-dimensional, but yeah. Darryl, I think Daryl Revis is a good is a good answer too. I'm not he's, he's good too, but also selfish. Left the team, played for the Patriots, came back. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, but on the field, on the field, talent. Yes, he's top five. Your best wide receiver ever. Again, he's had to play for the Jets for a while. Probet. No, not what about Don Maynard? Altoons. A little bit before my Al-Tunis, time. Yeah, yeah, decent choice. Yeah, but Don Maynard, I would think. Uh, That's what I was going with. Yeah, going back to the Super Bowl era. <laughs> All right. So on defense, best cornerback guaranteed, uh, Darrell Rivas. I, I think that he's yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah, no argument. Yeah. Who would be your best safety of all time? Jeff? Well, like, just one thing. The Jets had a great cornerback the year they won the Super Bowl in Johnny Sample. They're, they're, they're captain of their defensive unit. Uh, honorable mention to him. He was with the Baltimore Colts when they won their two championships, two on the week. Jack cannot let the Jet man have any airtime here. I'm <laughs> no, no, I just want to go up. The Jet man likes when I give credit to former Jet greats, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 before my time, but yeah. See, even Chris, Chris covers Buffalo, and he's saying that the Jets could win the AFC East. Well, good for Chris. That's good for Chris. You know, they could, they could, they could also come in last in the AFC East. So that's, that's, I'd be willing to bet that they don't. I, I could bet you that New England's going to be in last place. I bet you the Jets don't win the division. How's that? I'll bet you uh, that. No, I won't take that bet. All right, then. Okay, I won't take that the Jets will be last. Well, who's the best healthy. safety? We know who's the best corner. Yeah, who's the best safety you got, Jet, man? Oh, I don't know. Uh... I could go back into the past and – uh Say Jim Hudson from this Super Bowl winning team Jack, is outstanding. Jack, how many guys on this whole staff or any on this know who Jim Hudson was? You know, you used to laugh when they told you stories Jim Henson, about wasn't Bob Lilly when you the were with the Cowboys. That's the problem. <laughs> players, especially old players, they don't have respect for the guys that came before them. If I brought Jim to meet Thibodeau, to talk him about how you pressure the quarterback, Thibodeau would say, who is this old guy? He wouldn't even be paying attention no, to him. So. Yeah, okay. I don't know who Jim Hudson is. I'm sorry. Jim yes, Hudson, yes. yeah. Hudson. Do you know All right, let... Jim Hudson, no. he developed uh, I... Hudson, Hudson, not Hudson. I love it when I can get under. I love it when I can get under Jack. What about uh, Jamal Adams? <laughs> Jamal Adams. He was he probably the best. Right? Maybe the best safety, I guess. If he didn't play but he wasn't. Yeah, he was only there for what two years. Well, he but like he was the league. Well, we got to go, guys. We got to get the rest of them. I want to hear this. Yeah, who is? Okay. Uh, I mean, okay. Who so best, your best tight end, your best superstar. Uh, okay, your best tight end. Schuler. This is hard for Jets, you know. Every time I ask him who's the best of Anthony all time, Beck. it's really hard. <laughs> Mickey Schuler was great. He was a great tight end. They I'm a big fan of Anthony Beck. He was a good tight end, Mickey Schuler. Anthony Beck. Upper Darby's finest. 
staying with Delco. No, the Jets have never had a great tight end in their whole history. I can't remember. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anthony Bass. Yeah, see, yeah he was the best, maybe the best. See, but look at, he see. wasn't a great tight end. Victor I got to bring in Pickles to help you guys. Victor Green was Victor, a good Victor Green at safety. I think, I, think, I, think, I think Pickles is helping you guys out. All right, so your best pass rusher, you, you, you probably say – Gastineau, even though he was selfish, right? I think he was probably your best pass rusher. Was he better than Klecko? Was Gastineau better than Klecko with the pass rusher masking? I think he was marginally better, actually. Wasn't Klecko better against the run, though? Like, Klecko had a lot of tackles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a nose tackle. He was right. He clogged the middle and caught and and freed up Gastineau to to do what he did. Right. No, and I get that. I get that. I mean, it's there's there's absolutely. There's argument for both sides of that, but I think I, I look at Klecko as more as a tackle that he clogged up the middle. That's what I was, up yeah, not not really. Like yeah, he got to the quarterback sometimes, but not really. He was yeah, more of a guy. Go. Sometimes he did. Sometimes he did. Once in a while he ran he landed up at that, and I've I've seen that. Uh so behind Klecko and that 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 great sacks exchange, who was who was your best linebacker of all time, you think, Jack Man? I think I got one. My tongue is—I uh, don't know if he's the best. Mo Lewis was Mo was Lewis great. was good, and the one that's on one of those um, was good television show was good too. Uh, Marvin Jones was good, but I don't know. He was great. He was, he was great, a yeah. compliment to to Mo Lewis. I like Mo Lewis. Yeah, yeah. I think Mo Lewis. I like Mo Lewis as as, as that. Yeah, he was good so. All right, and and. And last one for you, who was the greatest Jets coach of all time? Oh, this that's no question who that was. It's not as easy as you You know what? I I know I, I might get a chuckle. I I really liked Rex Ryan. And I think if he were the court uh, the coach now, I'm a little concerned about Salah. I, I hope that he what about Bill Parcells? Yeah. yeah, I mean, not there long. Bill Belichick, he, he had the best day of coaching ever. <laughs> well, Bill Parcell, I mean, a one Coach for two hours team in tournament for nine and seven teams. There, you know, it depends on what you're looking for. Like you said before, best running back. Uh, if I threw this name out at you, with Damian Tomlinson, wasn't he with the Jets a couple of years? So he did play for him a couple of years. But yeah, no one long enough, not long enough, Jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, was he, was he was hurt a lot. He was hurt a lot with the yeah, I mean, but he he got, it's got to be a player that's been there. Hey, Jetman, here's yeah, my question he's gotta be for you. Least, Along the you know, same line, who was the, who's been the biggest hype? I mean, we got Aaron Rodgers now, and now, of course, that's most current biggest hype. No, who's been the biggest hype to go to the Jets to not really do what he was supposed to, because there's been a lot of them going over the years. Johnny Johnny Mitchell and uh, Tim Tebow. No, remember Bert Johnny Bert? Mitchell. Tebow never made the team. Actually, uh, did he? Uh, as I recall, he got cut. But you remember they, no, he they played one the year. Season. He played one year, but then he he didn't really play at all, at, and then he got cut after that. CBS, NBC, ABC had a special announcement at a, on like a Monday afternoon. 
They stopped all television and they said, there's a special announcement for the New York Jets. And they said, the Jets are signing Tim Tebow. Ruined Sanchez's career. I mean, That's absolutely true. ruined. That's Red true. light, green light system, terrible. That's that true. caused the uh, fumble because uh, they were signing Tim Tebow. No, no, they didn't. They, they didn't give Tebow up. Rex Ryan never gave Tebow really an opportunity. What about Blair Thomas? He came to the Jets with high expectations. Yeah, from yeah I can see that. Yeah. Didn't quite pan out. I don't know if anyone remembers Johnny Mitchell. It was a tight end, a really good-looking kid. He could have been a model, and yeah. uh, he was yeah. absolutely horrific. Jet man. I remember Zach his number. That was number eight. Zach Wilson, could he fit into the equation as, you know, the biggest – I uh, hate to it bust. That's such a thorn in our side this year. I've been screaming and preaching and saying he needs to be the third string. We cannot have him back up. If, if, if Rodgers goes down and is out for five games, we could lose six games with Wilson <laughs> under center. He is terrible. <laughs> he is not ready. He is not ready. Boy looks better than him last listen, night. Though, listen, third stringer. Uh, yeah, and everyone's saying, "Oh, he looks so good. He deserves it." it come on, it's preseason. It's preseason. Same, same oh, as you were saying a minute ago, Mac. You can, Mac, you can say, listen. You you said this before, Jetman. When Zach Wilson played, he had a winning record with the Jets. So it's not all about the quarterback. You guys got a great winning record. Yeah, a good one. Okay? Yeah, he did have he a has winning no record. Command of, of no, the I mean, just, it was like five games. Right? So oh, how man. much how much has the the hype about Rodgers been similar to the hype about Favre? Yeah, very similar. It's, it's like it's coming full circle. It's the same as it was. And you know, if if you look after Favre got hurt and went down, he had his best season as a quarterback with the Vikings the next year. Went to the NFC yeah, Championship. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and that's you know, you going know, back to the Rogers, you know, is, oh, the last two years, he's getting older, he hasn't looked as good. He is rejuvenated. He's the first time he's with a new team in 18 years. Tom Brady is retired. It's now all on him. All eyes are on him to have a good year. I'm telling you, this is his season. 50 touchdown passes, 5,000 yards. Five on Monday night football against the Bills. 38-13 Jets. Wow. 13 wins this season if he stays healthy. Uh, and, kids, no, this score. is why you cannot do ayahuasca before you go on a podcast. <laughs> uh, Jet man, would you say that, in your opinion, that the Jet fans are the greatest fans in the world? I'd say they're they're the I'm most gonna, passionate. I've heard I've heard that they always tell women go with a, you know meet and and go with a, a guy who's a Jets fan because they're the most loyal because they're very in touch with their feelings and they're usually crying. But they're also <laughs> yeah, they're very sensitive. A lot of times, not the smartest. Like I'm running into people who are like, oh, uh, Zach Wilson has earned it. He deserves it. He should be the backup. <laughs> you know, Jetman. Why at a Giants game, Giants and Jets, why can't a Jets fan find a parking space? I went to the game yesterday. <laughs> oh, my. Jets, man. The Gi it was a Giants home game, game technically. Jim, you're not right. Season you're not right. Holders, <laughs> they were taking up 
three spots per family to tailgate. And I have all these open spots I can't pull into because they're keeping their chairs, their barbecue stuff there. I just want to park my dog and park the dog to the stadium. You know what you got to do, Jack? You got to no, back in real slow. Just keep backing in, hitting those tables, whatever's in the way, just slowly back up. Let me tell you, and I got, was a little upset too. I didn't say the whole story. I decided I was going to buy my dinner at the stadium. I get there. I buy a foot-long hot dog for 11 bucks. I tell them to put a lot of sauerkraut on it. I sit down on my seat. That little thin thing they give me turns over, and all the sauerkraut winds up on my lap. Now, I knock it off, but it wow. now lands oh. on the seat wow. in front of me. Wow. Now wow. I got a wow. seat in front of me. They could do things better. Just in guy. mid-season Life form with his sauerkraut. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Wait, wait till the Jets start off. You know, two and seven. We might think he's crying now. Wait till they start off at two and seven. He'll do no, but here's the most Jeff important question, Jack. Here's the very most important question. On the 15th, <laughs> do you have a seat for me to sit next to you where to watch the drubbing that the Eagles are going to give you guys? And it's going to be, what's it, 14? Oh, and 14 for you guys. Where where do they play this? Are they in, in we play up in New York. I'm bringing 350 to 400 of my closest friends. Nice, nice. They are. You got to understand, about Pags. Maybe we they tell don't them. really go to watch the game. They just go to party to have a good time, and then they check in on the game every once in a while. Wait, wait. Underneath, uh, I, I doubt to... that that's the case, but. Underneath Jack Listen, talking, I don't there. need to sit with you. I just need to figure out where you're at so that I can come down there. And when once we get on TV, you crying and me going like this. Well, that's all. That's all because I'm trying to make you famous. I'm trying to make that, you famous. Underneath all that Philly Philly sports guy and Jack, the Jetman did offer to have you tailgate with him. Back. Hey, I'm, so, I'm game. I'll definitely stop on by. There you go. I mean, see, the things we make. We make things happen on the Mac and Jack and Jim Big Football. We, we, we do. We do make things Man, happen. I love when you come on. Yes, because you yeah. you get Jack straight. Yeah, because Jack and Jack uh, Jack does get a little uh, a little crazy every now and then. That's why yeah, I bring him up. Kind of yes. kind of straighten him up. So. No, no, I you know I like his Jetman's preseason predictions. That the Jets are going to get off to four no start. You ask them about the first four games. I think it'll be three and one. But you know, I'm not. Here you go, Jack. Here you go, Jack. I'll make a bet with you right now. I won't do it with Jetman, but I will make it with you, Jack. Uh, On the Eagles versus the Jets on October fifteenth. If the Eagles win, you have to paint your face like the Philly sports guy and come on the show. (laughs) The Jets win. If the Jets win. I'll sit here on the show and sing when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to the last, you know, from uh, West Side Story. I'll do that whole song. (laughs) I don't look, I don't get complacent. I don't look, you know, and even Jim will vouch for this. You can't look ahead. You got to take it week by week. I'm concentrating on game one against the Buffalo Bills. That's I'm making I'm a bet with you now, though. It's only, six, game. it's only six weeks away, seven weeks away. I'm not looking ahead to the Eagle game uh, that far ahead. 
No, no, that's good. It's good you're not. I think yeah. that that's a fearful bet. I think he's afraid to bet. That's very. I I, I know that. I gotta see. I gotta. You talk about hedging your bets. Let's say Aaron <laughs> Rodgers isn't in that week. Jack doesn't that have the be Mohawk. my fault. Jack doesn't have the Mohawk thing going anyway, Peg. So it wouldn't. That's be okay. That's okay. We I can wouldn't know how to paint my face anyway, even if I were to lose. That's true. That's true. So someone would so have to that. come over. If you send over a makeup person, I consider oh, it. Guys, oh, guys, we're getting to the top of the show. It's going sideways. Jetman, we always love having you come on. on. Thank you, Jetman. You always yeah, make it fun. Yes, Jetman. Yes, uh, uh, thank, thank you to Keith Angle. Uh, thanks for you guys participating in my NFC, all NFC, all star team. And, uh, you know, that's always fun doing that. And, uh, Jack what do you mean, the Giants All-Star well, team? I, I, is that, I, I, is that I, I, what I heard? The Giants All-Star team? That's well, that, there definitely wasn't an NFC East All-Star you, team. You, you've got, you can do your team. Victor Cruz is a number one receiver. Get put, out of here. Put all your I just want to wait, 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 wait. Uh, what? Jet man, I don't know whether you keep a calendar of appointments you make, but can I ask in advance now on Super Bowl Sunday, you come on that morning to talk about the upcoming game? With the joke, I don't know who the Jets are going to be playing, but we come on that I think, morning. I think it would be a little. I, I was just going to say that wouldn't be fair to him because I don't think he could comment on the Giants playing the Chiefs. So you know, I, I knew uh, he's not. Hey, listen, I would love to see the Jets and the Eagles play because then they'd be zero and sixteen. There you go. All right. Well, if you so watch Hard Rocks, that mentalist said uh, 31-21 Jets over the uh, Niners. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, the mentalists did make that prediction. Um, yeah. Guys, again, Pickles, thanks for coming on. Chris, thank you, Pickles. Chris, uh, uh, message uh, Linda if you want to, you know, you want to talk about something like that. I ain't going to put that on the, the fair. Thanks, Chris, for being part of the show today. I love having you on. Of course, we always have some of the Rick's always on with us and everything. A lot of views, a lot of likes. Thank you, guys. Thank everybody for coming on. Jim, JMB talking shop. Every Wednesday with the great Byron Williams. Uh, they always have a fun show. Pags is all over the place. He's always on TikTok. Uh, and he's all excited about the Phillies. You know, they have a shot this year. And again, Jetman, thanks for coming on and giving us your all jet team uh, with Jack's help a little bit. But uh, I think you know, I you, mean, we just want to go into the out. past. You guys you don't. Out. What, you I talk about the Super Bowl era, guys. I so used to think Jack was the expert. I, I, you might have changed my mind about the Jets right now. Who the real expert is? So, you guys all have a great day. Thanks for coming in. And me and Jack will see you again on Thursday. Have a great day, folks. Have a great day, guys. Go Take Jets! Care, guys. I'm on end this broadcast. Thank you very much.